Welcome to What M Games Podcast. We have a guest this week, but first, my name is Mike. And I'm Kurt. And I'm Jane. And joining us this week is Chris. He's been mentioned before. We brought him up. He's uh, one of our buddies here, and he's going to talk about some hobbying stuff today. Oh, God, you've mentioned me before. Maybe. <sighs> it's right. mostly bad good things. things. Oh, it's never good mostly. things. It's never good things. <laughs> but yes, hello, Chris. Hi. I am Chris, and I am a What I Am Game. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you, what do, you do as a person? Nah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, besides ga- the the fun of tabletop gaming is just uh, uh, I'm a teacher at a local elementary school, and I live on a farm and harangue goats for my day to day, which is always fun when they you know eat their doors down. Well, at least they're not eating your minis. They've tried, actually. <laughs> That's the best. I From to see what, what I know of goats, they would. I wanted to see what would happen if I held up like a a, a, a space wolf's ch- champion. I just finished painting to it. I was like, "Oh, what do you think, Mister Goat?" And uh, it tried to take a bite of his sword. So I realized it, it will eat everything and anything put in front of its face. <laughs> so, is right, food well. is for me? Is now. Aside from painting goats, um, <laughs> what's your what's your uh, what's your hobby history like? Uh, yeah. uh, so I've been as I um I mean I've been playing Magic: Gathering for I got into tabletop through Magic. Um, otherwise, I'm an avid video gamer, going back forever, having been like a video game journalist back in the like way years ago. But um, yeah, now it's just mostly trying to come come to peace with the current day and age we live in through the the joy of tabletop and spending untold amounts of money on plastic figures and cardboard magic cards it brings me peace somehow so, so with the with the miniature side of everything um you started about a, a year ago right with with covid yeah yeah um, it's funny cause the, uh, my, the first lieutenant I bought the primaris lieutenant that Kurt told me not to buy. Uh, he told me to spend my money on cheaper, uh, $5 models to get good at painting first. And then I was like, no, that's dumb. I'm going to be great at this. And then immediately melted this poor primaris lieutenant with paint onto it. So I, that came up in like my camera roll. I was like, ah, look at that. He's melting. Aww. The way his face melted, it kind of looks like uh, one of those old Gundam action figures. Like it's it's such a yeah. blank face. Yeah. Well, it's it's nice because it really captures how well the the helmet just seamlessly melted into the chin and like uh, collar uh, of the of the armor. So it's just one big mound with like I I thought it was clever by giving him a big red eye. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I am painter now. And it, it it looks real bad, but I'm really happy with him. And I keep him at, next to my desk, and I stare at him while I'm uh, while I'm like sitting doing stuff on my computer. <laughs> so, like anybody in our uh, Discord group could say, you've made a lot of progress on your painting. Um, what would you say would be the biggest like help? And uh, what would you what would you offer as advice to anybody who's starting to get into it? Then your paints. <laughs> <laughs> learning that that's actually a thing to do 
because besides li- listening to you yell at me to thin my paints and use a uh, um a wet, wet palette uh i have like bookmarked the like 1d4 chan article and co- that is just thin your paints and just like all the duncan road videos of him it's like a compilation of him just saying thin your paints over and over again like uh smash cut together so yeah it took a while for that to like indoctrinate me to actually using water because there's a cursed substance and no person should ever touch it so <laughs> I mean, it does no longer exist on Holy Terra, so... I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, that's why my water looks is as clear as anything, so... <laughs> it's literally opaque, it's beautiful, and I drink it every day, so... <laughs> straight from the tap. <laughs> I'm concerned. It's minerals, it's good for you. That's what my doctor said. <laughs> they're minerals, boy. They're called is, heavy minerals, but they're is minerals. Is he a real doctor, or, uh... He's... It's the same doctor that told me smoking cigarettes is good for your health because it was that way in 1950, so it might as well be the same way in 2021. Yeah, that that makes sense. Science never advances. I have great lung (laughs) capacity, um, so it it hasn't affected me negatively in any way. So, (laughs) yeah, your fake coughing is now making you actually. Yeah. I say that and then I'll like rip my nicotine sticks. So. <laughs> Maybe you so should you have... stop selling death sticks and go home and rethink your life choices. Shut up, Obi-Wan. Maybe I should stop selling <laughs> death sticks. You're not my real dad, Obi-Wan. I'm in the club to have fun and sell death sticks. Can, can we just say I have a huge man crush on Ewan McGregor? Oh, God. All right. All right, so new podcast topic because I'm on is how great Ewan McGregor is. <laughs> new podcast topic, I, so, Ewan Because I just watched Black Hawk Down and he was in it. I forgot he was I in it. I forgot he was in it. Yeah, it's his first acting role, so... Uh... Uh, Jane, now your turn to say, say something nice about Ian McGregor, who was definitely listening to this. When I mean, did Black Hawk Down come out? Uh, 2000, no, 99. So I no couldn't way, possibly say world. anything bad about Ewan McGregor. It's Tom Hardy's. Like, I, I have never heard a single bad thing about him. He just seems like a great guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan, yeah. you know? And if, and if I ever were to meet him in person, the first thing I would say would be, hello there. And I don't know if he would pick it up, but I sure hope he would. So we've really gone off topic. You're a bold one. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you expect from bringing me on? Okay. All right. So now that we've uh, introed you, Chris, let's let's talk about what we've been up to this past week. And we'll start with you, Chris, just because uh, you'll keep your, your own little thing going. What have you been painting this week and putting together? So I just finished up a, um, I play Imperial Guard. I'm making a detachment of Cadians. Um, so I just finished up a heavy weapons team of three mortars that um, I finally based and finished. I've had it sitting on my desk for like a bit. And then a spell ago, I forget what they're called. They're the blind buy boxes of space marines that mm-hmm. gw has been putting out that they're like a fourth of the price for like a figure of that quality but they're blind buy i got one of the series three which are all death watch the plague marines death guard, no, not death, death, guard. Death, death guard thank you so i'd been thinking about like painting that and trying to figure out how i might do it um and i just decided to sit down and do it over the past few days and i'm really happy it turned out especially with all the fleshy gooey bits that I had to like mix a bunch of colors together to like get like that sickly fleshy spouting look so yeah that's what um that's been what I'm painting 
So I I would recommend there's a um there's a wash. It's like the Cryptek armor shade or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's uh it, it does something similar to what Sandy did with his. Sandy uh in our chat, he just did a bunch of uh plague marines. Nurgle is king. He he did this oil wash to them and it makes them look really grimy and nasty and I think you get something similar Ooh. with that uh with that cryptic armor shade because I picked that up and that seems to be what it's used for is to make things just kind of like grungy grimy a little oh. bit yeah because it's got a glossy kind of finish to it so that might look cool I could put some in a little bottle for you and you can take it no I mean I I, I have a list of things I need to do next time I go stop at the local hobby shop so I I won't I will use it okay Let's go to Kurt. What have you been up to this past week? Um, I haven't been doing much in the way of fun painting. Uh, I've been doing production painting for a model railroad company. So most of what I paint is O-scale figures. Uh, right now I'm doing a mill worker walking is what it's called. It's just a, a regular guy in a vest with a floppy Irish hat on and a big uh, big mustache. So, I, But I have to paint like 90 of them all exactly identical. So it's just monotonous work, but it's it's money on the side. On the other side of things, though, I um, I mentioned in the previous posts or previous podcast, sorry, that um, I've been working on a, a new novel. And um, I took a break from that this past week um, because I'm, I'm trading chapters with another writer where each week we write for the week and then trade what we wrote for that week and, and go back and forth. But he had to uh, travel for his uh, child's graduation. So um, I started writing query letters and hunting for an agent. So that's what I spent all of last week on, uh, query letters, agents, and um, painting production minis for a uh, model railroad company. Imperial agents? <laughs> no. No, like literary agents for me to sell my novel. <laughs> I know. In- the agents of the Imperium. We'll put them in an HQ slot. Imperial literary agents? Hmm? Well, I have actually tried to work for uh, Black Library. I tried to work for Black Library as an editor and uh, didn't get very far, but that was also before I went to college and a long time ago. Uh, I bet Black Library has a bit of a uh, desire for you to be British. To really work for them, because I think all their writers are from England. Like it's all there. No, I think so. Uh, for the most part, not well, all. Maybe Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to be yeah. part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, under the Queen's uh, rule, still. Yeah. No. No. Their 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 job openings do not specific, specify UK only. So. Oh. Uh, okay. I have yeah, I have but, talked with them before. Admittedly, <laughs> though, when you do uh, they um, when you do go to interview with them, though, they will ask you a bunch of stuff like um, like what does a cuppa mean and other like British terminology, and they get it wrong. They oh yeah. You with, so. Oh yeah. They they, they <laughs> totally made me do a um, like an English like a American English versus UK English. Okay, so funny side story. I don't want to drag this onto a. No, but go for it. For all, all of high school and like well into my twenties, I actually wrote in British English. Like I never wrote like O R. I always wrote O U R, and I did R E instead of E R. So people like in high school, I got trouble the first time I went to college. Um, my teachers used to give me something like, "You're American. Stop writing, you know, color C O L O U R." And I'm like, I write in British English, and so I used to write strictly in British English from like the age of fourteen to like twenty five, twenty six. And then finally, I just started not doing it because people just kept giving me crap. They're like, why do you write in British English? And I'm like, I just like the way it looks better. That is actually, it, it is better to do that that way. You um, like wasting time by adding extra, and extra letters. Extra letters. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
right. Solidarity, Kurt. <laughs> I still write favorite with a U. Yep. Um, I, I literally got in a shouting match with my uh, college um, co- composure or not composure uh, composition teacher. Uh, I was like, no. I go, it, it's it's still English. English is English. Just because it's not American English doesn't mean it's not English. So stop fucking cutting points off my papers for. Listen, George Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Constitution so that we didn't have to speak this. Yeah, but he still used a U in it, though. <laughs> yeah, he just put U's all over the place in there. Yeah, no. Little, Constitution little spelled with six U's, man. Six uh-huh. U's? Constitution. <laughs> well, since he said George Jefferson, and George Jefferson is from, uh, you know, moving up on the east side. Yes, I, I know. Just, That's uh, exactly why I said it, because uh, Thomas Jefferson I, I, and George Washington, even though yeah. George Washington had nothing to do with the document, Jefferson wrote the on. Declaration of Independence, Hamilton wrote what, the What about Jane's Week? Let's talk about Jane's Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to do that. Hold on. Let's 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 get back. You, Kurt, you want to segue, Jane? Mm-hmm. Jane, how we doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good over here. I got a couple projects working simultaneously. I'm very close to having like my first 500 point Space Marine Force, you know, completed. Um, I probably already have 500 points of Marines, but this is like the first one that I planned for, so that's exciting. I've also slowly been chipping away at the Drukari that I got from that Piety and Pain box. I also assembled the Incubi that I, I picked up a Blood of the Phoenix on eBay for relatively cheap. So I got that going. But my big painting project right now, I'm actually taking a little break from GW Minis, and I've been working on a Wonder Woman from Night Models as a gift for my wife, uh, you know, partly for tolerating all of the hours that I spend holed up in this room uh, painting tiny figures. And uh, it's actually been really interesting working on another company's models. This is the, the first miniature I've painted that is not GW. And uh, I, I ended up, I got it secondhand and it was already assembled. So that was, that was kind of a bummer, um, but it's resin. So, you know, just not really a bummer. You dodged a bullet having to assemble resin. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have done it because, like, after I primed it, I noticed some mold lines that I couldn't really get to. So, you know, that was that was a bummer, but hopefully they won't show up too much on the finished model. But it's just interesting. You know, it's got this really cool billowing cape that looks awesome, which is significantly more interesting than some of the capes that I've seen on my various Marines. But um, other parts of it are less good. Um the proportions are a little wonky, which, you know, partly is, you know, probably just because of the, you know, the hero scale of it. But like one of her calves is like super swole and the other one is uh, a little bit smaller. It's just it's just interesting, you know, seeing seeing the different standards and stuff. And uh, her face is tiny. So uh, that's that's going to be fun to get to when I get there. But that's yeah, that's been that's been my my most pressing project this week is is my tiny Wonder Woman from Night Models. And I've I've seen the pictures. Uh, it it looks really good. I Thanks, like man. what you're doing so far. Anybody gonna intro me? Oh yeah, <laughs> I got confused because usually we only have three, and I was like, well, we had three people talking. Mike, what have you been working on this week? Uh, so this past week, I've been continuing to move my uh, hobbying stuff from one floor of my house to another floor of my house. I've also been uh, painting. I finished my Death Company, and I was really happy with that. Um, I may have mentioned that last uh, podcast that I was working on them, but I finally like finished the 10 
man squad of death company and i'm super happy with how they came out um right now i'm working on the captain uh but he's he's pewter so there's just you know some stuff that i have to work around with uh i i learned that um once you get your primed coat on make sure it dries all the way and then uh do a quick you know um alternating spray of uh, varnishes so you do like a gloss coat and then a matte coat and then a gloss coat and then another matte coat and then that should seal in the the primer and so far actually since i've done that i haven't noticed the paint chipping as easily so that's something to consider for pewter other than that you know it's been very similar to working with plastic after i added those coats but before that there was a lot of definite like chipping like his sh- i had to touch up his shoulder his head a whole bunch of spots on him just chipped off because that's what happens with pewter so that's that's going to be my project this week is to finish that captain and then i'll have my death company just rearing to go and then i'll move on to my library and dreadnought i think i mean from the pictures it looks they look amazing oh thank you they look absolutely phenomenal yeah, I, I had I had this idea that, you know, Death Company, they, they paint their armor black when they become enraged um, so that th- there'd be like a peaking of red underneath it. So I dry, what I did with them is I, I dry brush um, a fist in red over a black prime coat and, uh, over the Xenophil highlight, actually. And then I just, uh, this time it was a lot better because I didn't use uh, a paintbrush. I used my airbrush and I airbrushed on um, Dark Tone from Army Painter and just kind of like got it all really washed down to black. And you still see the red kind of peeking through in the highlight areas. It's a really oh, cool, cool effect. That's really cool. Oh man, well, I'm here on the uh, take a peek. Oh, yeah, we can take a peek after we're done recording, sure. I want to see them IRL. Uh, Yeah, and I can show you what I've been doing in the basement, too. Oh, yeah. Getting that whole place ready to do something. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, the guard stands ready to... uh... (laughs) Be slaughtered by my blood angels? Absolutely massacred. (laughs) I I refuse to play guard correctly. I just have to send a bunch of men with flashlights to fight your blood angels. There's no correct way to play guard. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, are, that seems very in keeping with the guard spirit. There are incorrect ways to play guard, and that is not having Ogren. God damn it, get more uh, metahumans or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's a good point. Mast, yeah. laser, fire, and heavy artillery are your friend. Yeah, uh, th- I mean, the next thing I want to get for the guard is the... Um, well, I guess this is the... Moving ahead. but No, um, this is part of this. Go ahead. Um, is an earth, like earth shakers. A, because artillery co kaboom but also because i feel like it'd be useful to really just like sit in the corner of the map and just go pew pew at like anything that moves far far away so i mean that's basically the uh the what the strategy for whirlwind tanks are right now is is yeah you literally just park it where no one can hit it and then you use the suppressing fire stratagem every game and it can just launch to wherever the frick you want it to hit on the map it's it's great and then if it hits them and you use the stratagem they're suppressed and they can't they can't um overwatch or charge huh yeah and they just probably end up firing it into my own guys just because it'd be more (laughs) more fitting it'd be more fitting yeah i just imagine like your your army is 90 percent commissars that have no one else to kill (laughs) basically (laughs) 
Yeah, but it's it's mostly because I'm the commissar and I'm just playing it like it's a uh, we're in 1942. It's Stalingrad and I am the uh, Soviet army. I'm just like when the man in front of you dies, you pick up the las gun and you, and you charge the heretic. So. <laughs> you charge the orc. I mean, if, again, from what I know of guard lore, that that sounds correct. It's- and they and it's right to be because that's how you should fight battles. I am a military wow. genius. <laughs> so, <laughs> to be honest, the, the the empire does have more money than the Soviets, so actually every guardsman does have weapons. But yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but I, I mean, we're talking about las guns. Yeah, yeah las guns are great though. No, they're not. They not, suck. Lore wise, they suck. Like even in the lore, they suck. That's the whole point. Is they're just like <laughs> the so regular. <laughs> so like a las cannon. Is awesome. Yeah, last game. Last gun sucks. <laughs> like, they're little pew no, pew lasers. Yeah, it, like in a lot of the novels and lore, they actually like slice through tanks, but whatever. Well, no, in lore, old... Laz cannons slice through tanks. Laz guns well, yes. bounce well, off of the shielding. No, but even in like some of the Gaunt's ghosts, there will be like this. You Gaunt's... know. Mm. Let's not yeah. even get with like Gaunt's ghosts or Kyphus <laughs> Kane, because all of that is is uh, over exaggerated. You don't stories like a, of war. You don't they like don't. a good that's, Mary Sue. That's imperial Those propaganda. <laughs> imperial yeah, propaganda. that's totally imperial no. propaganda. No, this the uh, Gaunt's ghosts are using the hot the hot las rifles that are like <laughs> overcharged, which yes, blow holes through anything. Yeah, those are special las rifles, though they're not the regular las guns. No, I just remember because I I thought I because I, I, I thought of this whole I, I read I just recently reread those books. So there was there's a bit where like they're they're fighting uh, the forces of Koas and Coas. and there's like a like a I think it's just like a a champion uh, a champion uh, Coas, uh Chaos Space Marine and like they are able to kill it with just like pu- peppering it with their like yeah. clap on clap off flashlights and it's just <laughs> like and I, I, I it, reading it and like knowing like ha- now knowing more about how the game plays and just being like not, that's not yeah, how that the, works the, well, the way the, the rules don't works, support the narrative oh no no but, but the, the narrative the way, is that it's supposed to eat through armor the way that it was explained to me via the lore mm. was that the las guns of the guard individually mean nothing. They are the worst guns. They do hardly any damage. They bounce off of most any armor. However, because it's the Imperial Guard, you're not dealing with one las gun. You're dealing with 10,000 las <laughs> yeah. guns. Yeah. So Which that's where they become powerful. <laughs> Which is why at the start of this, I said mast, laser fire, plus oh, artillery. Mass, 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 laser fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you got 30. 30- yeah. 30 guys with a laser hitting troops are just slicing them in half. Yes. I mean, that, and I miss, I, I miss penal troops. Penal troops were the best. Because that's yeah. they just they just take a freaking prisoner, slap like 30 pounds of dynamite to his chest, and make him run across the field and blow him up. And that's the best. <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> it's so yeah. great. Those are like the those are like the Urukai Berserkers. In the Lord uh, of the yeah. Rings game. Uh, yeah. Game. yeah. It functions very similar to that. You can do that with them. You can strap one of those big then, bombs to them, and they can run up to the wall of Helm's Deep. And and then, well, <laughs> I mean, sometimes what they do with the penal troops is they, they do give them, like, knives or, like, a, a pistol, and they say that yeah. if they go out there and kill enough people with the knife and the pistol, that they'll turn off the, the vest so they don't explode. So, and then they, they never like, turn every off time... the vest. Well, no, they, they do because, I mean, it depends. Like, the, the few that survive, what they do is every time the ones that survive, they take, like, five years off their prison sentence and then send them out to the next battle. <laughs> That's so God. rude. 
but yeah, the old the old Penal Legion was like the best. I, I mean, it's it's horrible, but it's awesome. <laughs> Lest we forget that there are no good guys in 40k. Yeah. Well, so the, the one so time they invented good guys, they 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 changed them to make them bad guys. So yeah, yeah because yeah. people are idiots. Yeah. So now that we're talking about the shortcomings of the Imperium, I figured we can uh, move on to Fails and Twins of the Week. <laughs> Are you going to make it a manly voice this time? I don't know. I might chipmunk it again. I might make it really echoey. Who knows? Um, I think you should do something different every time. That's, well, yeah. That's my Keep point. them on their toes. Tippy toes. We're going to start with our fails, and then we'll move into wins. Is everybody okay with that? Okay. All right. So we're going to start with Jane first. What is your fail for the week? All right. Well, um, my fail for the week involves Wonder Woman. And, uh, you know, Mike, you were saying I was lucky that I didn't have to assemble it. But here's the thing. I put a little too much pressure on it and her leg snapped off. So I did have to assemble it in a manner of speaking. Um, just, you know, all, all part of the learning curve. Um you know, no permanent damage done, but I felt like a dummy. Now, when you put it together, obviously, you know, like we've had discussions about glues. You used CA slash super glue. Uh, correct. Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, it 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 worked for you well? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it worked well enough. I haven't had any further mishaps. I've also been much more careful about where I'm putting pressure on it. So I think you know that was that was a, a good move. Sometimes the uh, the stuff they use for because th those models are usually like three D printed. They're they're resin from a three D printer, not a mold. Mm. Um, and the the agent they use to like cure it or you know release it from whatever their their bits that are holding them onto um, can repel glue sometimes. So I was just I'm glad that. Uh, it worked for you and that you didn't run into the same issue that I did with my cheap uh, resin Nightbringer. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do think... I, I don't know anything about Night models besides that, you know, they exist. I don't know anything about their manufacturing practices or... I mean, I it, it seems like they might be based in Spain. Um, so, you know, those those are the two things I know about them is that they, they <laughs> exist and they are in a place. Um, <laughs> but uh, Well, you know three things. You know that they exist, that they are in a place, and that they exist in a place. Oh, uh, that's true. Hypothetically. That's true. Uh, but what I was going to say is uh, I definitely have seen a couple of mold lines on this model, so I think maybe it did, in fact, come from a mold. But since I didn't put it together myself, you know, who knows? I'm just glad to hear that you didn't run into any random problems with the resin. Yeah. I was going to say, Go I ahead. know that's a trauma point for you. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um, I'm also glad to hear that you were able to fix it with, you know, relative ease and that it's it's working for you. Yeah. Uh, and then my, my win for the week, I am getting more confident with uh, my airbrush, both in terms of, you know, general maintenance and uh, application and thinning of paints. I had an issue when I was attempting some zenithalling last week. I bought a bottle of uh, Liquitex ink on the recommendation of some other people in our painting group, and I was still having a lot of trouble uh, getting it to spray properly. So I went and did another deep airbrush clean and pulled out a chunk of something, and uh, that that solved that problem. 
and then I my uh, my Drakari painting scheme. I've been trying to put this together with an eye for speed, so I did the first layer on them. Most of what I'm going to be doing with them is airbrush. Then I'll go back in to pick out details like flesh and weapons and you know metallic bits. But uh, I was really happy with the consistency of the paint that I was able to get and maintain, and I had really hardly any issues uh, spraying a nice dark purple base coat on my... How many models are over there? Um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 20. And then the Venom, so, you know, I, I, I'm feeling good. You know, just taking it slow and, and learning a little bit, bit by week. That's so cool, though. <laughs> no, that is just so cool. Let's, I'm so excited to see what they look like. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> let's let's get Chris with his fails and win. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be a troublesome guest and reverse it. Uh, I'm gonna do the win first because it leads into the fail. That's fine. Um, so at the top, I said I, I'm I'm a teacher at the local elementary school, so I do a lot of after school programs with some of the kids, and I have this I have this one kid who has fallen head over heels in love with this game. Just loves the painting, loves like just the the gameplay of it, the the lore of it. They like I've been playing 20 questions like at the end of the day when like he's waiting for uh, to be picked up from his uh from school and just being like, "Well, what's that? Who's the emperor? What's an orc?" Who's Mork? And just like, just question after question. And I'm just saying there on like the Lexicarum wiki being like, I don't know what any of this means. I'm just trying to find an answer to that makes sense for him. So uh, yesterday I was uh, actually able to sit down and start a, like kind of a mini game with him and start really teach him more of the fine, uh, the finite rules, um, which was, you know, it was fun because I'm still learning the game too. So it was a chance for me to like see if I even know what I'm doing. And then also I find that I learned better by also explaining it to people. So I was, it was nice to like learn and go, but in comes the fail where he is army is orcs, but he really likes all the vehicles. The Astro Militarum has. So he went out and bought the Valkyrie for the Astro Militarum as his second model to paint, um, which I told him to not do and just slow his roll and, finished painting his like orc boys but now i have a semi-frustrated parent emailing me and be like why did you tell my son to buy this when well, i'm like no i told your son not to buy this like please don't buy this i told the game store not to sell it to him just, <laughs> um, so just to put an aside in there i talked 20 minutes telling this kid not to buy the valkyrie and told his mother <laughs> not to buy the valkyrie and she's like it's his money he can do what he wants and said don't do it. It's really hard to do. And she turned around and looked at the kid and went, it's really hard to do. Do you sure you want to do it? And he's like, it's my money. I do what I want. And she's like, it's his money. He does what he wants. And I'm like, okay. But I spent 20 minutes trying to talk that kid out of buying. He's a great kid. He's, he's, he's a good kid. He's such a spitfire. But like, yeah, now, so he's been trying to paint this Valkyrie. Um, I ended up having to buy him primer because he didn't believe in primer. Oh, <laughs> but buddy. He's, 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 a, he's an elementary student. So like his his thought process is like I assemble it, I sniff the glue, I then paint and I stiff the paint and then it like it looks good. And so well, the, the paint's <laughs> non-toxic, so you're not getting anywhere with that. But the other thing is, is that like, why wouldn't a young lad want to play with a spray paint can? Well, <laughs> well, the, I, I, so I bought him a like cheap like liquid, like a like a liquid um, primer that was just online. It was like. 
five bucks or something. Yeah, you can you can literally use Rust-Oleum um, well, primer that is six dollars a can, but I, I'm not and it buying, works just as fine as the. Well, yeah, but I I cannot buy and then bring to my job, That's which true. is surrounded by small children, <laughs> an aerosol can to give to a like. 10 year old here billy here's an aerosol can don't tell anyone because that's how i get the cops called on me yeah i had to find a because i was thinking that i'm like i even i told them like you i told the parents like i know he's really into this he's i need this and they're like oh we'll we'll get to it and then he kept just he comes in with this valkyrie that is he's just slathered paint straight onto bear sprue i'm like oh oh no so i've been trying to like help guide him into like how to build it how to paint it even just like how to put primer on so it's been um the first half of this week has been a (laughs) it's been a body horror show of this poor valkyrie (laughs) he'll he'll get a lesson in it when when the paint just starts falling off oh he's already gotten that because he has he's painted like half a squad of boys and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I pick it up and just it chips it flakes off I'm like also sounds like he's not thinning his paints either that's, oh no that's fine no I mean I, I didn't to I be fair he's he is literally a child and what he does paint looks fantastic but it is still just like I'm just it's it's an uphill battle of me continuing my uphill battle of being a teacher I would love for you to share pictures of your kids minis um in the discord as well just because that's also part of the whole thing you know obviously they're not going to be at even your like any of our calibers they're kids but it's still nice to see kids getting involved in a good hobby that just you know it's fun it's it's productive you do stuff like you're actually making something yeah it's nice yeah i mean it's also just funny because like I'm just trying to tell this child, you're playing with your toys wrong. This is how you do it. Uh, <laughs> it's like a gatekeeper. Well, yeah, when adult. you put it that way, you sound like a jerk. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I am. I have to be. I'm his teacher. So it's just been, it's just whole week. It's just been like, please, please, small child. A, don't put the glue that close to your nose. I know you like the smell of it, but it's going to hurt you longer in the long run. Um, and B, please prime your stuff. Please. <laughs> It hurts. It physically pains me to see you trying to paint it without priming it. That's my uh, that's my fell in the wind for the uh, the past week. I mean, it it sounds to me like to get technical, that was a parent fail. You're doing your best here. True. Yeah. Um. I <laughs> I am working with the tools I have. It's just that <laughs> I and I feel bad because this is the same. Fa- I've had I had their older. I had this kid's older sibling who I then got into magic. So <laughs> this poor family uh, bleeds from their elder sibling playing Magic the Gathering and now their younger sibling playing Warhammer. And so I, I, I was speaking to the father. And I'm like, I am so sorry if you're bringing this scourge upon your household. Well, you know, I bet the father, because in terms of finances, was probably like, why couldn't you be like your older brother and just play freaking magic? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is so much more expensive. But really, I you know, magic is nice and all, but you're not you're not building any sort of skill with it. You don't you don't learn to assemble things. You don't get the fine motor skill training you are when you're painting. Okay. You don't learn a skill of painting. Yeah, I, it's I mean, it's more productive. It's yeah. a it's a it's it is a better hobby. I'm not gonna say magic's a bad hobby. I'm just saying in terms of things to do with your time. You know, at least Warhammer gives you something productive to do when you're alone. Magic is very dependent on having a second player. And, you know, you could deck build alone and all that crap. But 
Come on. You, you've heard it here first. Wadham Games is a is a anti magic podcast. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I didn't you're, say that. You're inviting hate mail. You're inviting. Yeah, hate mail. I didn't say that. I am. The, I am here saying... now to stoke the flame wars. I so like I personally have a love hate relationship with Magic the Gathering, but I'm not gonna tell anybody not to play it. I'm just saying for a child, learning fine motor skills in painting is much better than just playing with cardboard carts. That's yeah, what I'm agree. trying to say out of this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. It's still just fun. The, step oh, back absolutely. And, step back and look at the carnage I've caused this poor family. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> very funny. Well, at, you know, at least at least Cave is making some stuff <laughs> yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, yep. Kurt. <laughs> hey, I, it keeps me employed. <laughs> yeah. But I did I mean, try to talk him out of it, I swear. I, I like, appreciate nah, it. I was like, more orcs, man. Now I'm going to make this all orcified. Oh, he, oh, and oh, he, he's laid out, admittedly, he is like laid out in like, you know, child's drawing of what he plans to do. But it's nothing like crazy. He has like an entire backstory of why this Valkyrie is the way it is. He, he he really loves this idea of this Valkyrie being captured from like a like a leftover guard stockpile. And then the orcs being like, I can make that fly. And so he's he, the, all they have to do is believe that it flies and it will. And I said that to him. He's like, yeah, this is great. So I love I, the orcs. <laughs> I, I, like your, I like this kid. I like this kid a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's so into it. So because well, orcs are all about kit bashing. Oh, yeah. No, like, that's all that army is. So like, it's wonderful that he is taking this Valkyrie, this this project that is totally really not for him right now. Yeah. Skill level and army. And just making it his own, and I love to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you gotta admire that ambition. Oh, 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 to be an elementary student with you know a hundred dollars to burn and ambition in your eyes. <laughs> Things you can do. <laughs> yeah. So let's go to Kurt for his fails and wins. All right. So since it's actually been two weeks between recording, so my fails are it's it's two half fails making a whole fail, which is basically I usually end up talking about role playing because that's what I do every week, guaranteed. Uh, except for in the case of two games. So last Tuesday, or I don't know if I should put days so that we, yeah, whatever. My I have a Tuesday game and a Saturday game, as I've talked about in multiple podcasts already. So my last Tuesday game, we had two players get sick. Uh, one was traveling one was sick so that game got canceled so that's half a fail and on my saturday game we've gone past epic level like we've maxed out we've hit 20th level in in 5e and there's nothing after that other than um some optional rules for every every like thirty-five thousand experience points you gain a boon or a feat and we've been playing with that and um pretty much the uh the dm is like yeah this is like really isn't as fun anymore and so that game is slowly uh, winding down and we're, we're, at, we're at the point now where he is actively starting to plan for the next session. So, so I have a game that missed and I have another game that's pretty much in its death throes ending, but I do have a win of the week. The win of the week is the, this Tuesday, the game that was canceled actually happened. So, um, I have a funny little story that I call a win. We were still down one of the two players that missed the previous week, but we had the sick one back. So um, right now we're in the we're in a this is the game I, I mentioned before where we're all monster hunters in a world where people hate us. Like when we show up and we kill monsters, they love us. But then once the monsters are dead, they want to throw you out of their village because they're afraid you're gonna like you know take their daughters or become warlord or, or do something crazy. So so we're traveling between towns and pretty much if you're sleeping outdoors, normal people just die because nighttime is absolutely just 
the worst, and we're all low-level characters. Um, so we survived a horrible feral vampire attack to the next day. There was a bunch of birds singing, and when we got closer, it turned out to be two harpies. And these two harpies tried to charm the whole party, and everyone in the group basically made their saves and went, no. But one of our players is playing an owl folk, which is a new race they just introduced in the uh, Honor Thurcana online, which is a uh, online playtest material. He basically flew up there. So he's an owl. He flew up to the harpies who are half owl, half women, said that they were rude. They said, oh, we were just trying to charm you and call you over because you're just, you know, you're strong, virile men. And then he spent half an hour hitting on these two harpy chicks. So it was kind of amusing to have this owl folk up in the trees with these half naked bird women just chit-chatting about, you know, like, you know, maybe if like they exchanged names and like he'd hit him back later type of stuff. And it, it was it was really hilarious to uh, basically have him back from sickness and uh, up there chatting up these heartbeat broads. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That was a win. It was fun. I love that. So, that was really funny. Anytime a yeah. game goes in a weird role playing direction that is not combat, I feel like is a great win. That happens a lot with us because um, one of my main ways to play is to talk my way out of combat. But um, the DM specifically designed this world to basically stop me from role playing and having fun. <laughs> uh, no, like 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 literally because I, I I think I mentioned it in another podcast. I don't know if I'm repeating myself. I apologize. I've I've made a career out of of making my enemies fight each other and kill each other instead of me having to fight them. Or making them, like, go off to do something, and while they're going off to do something, I, like, rob their house and get out, you know? That's what I do. I talk my way out of a lot of situations. Pretty much, the DM, like, said, like, oh, yeah, if you talk your way out of fights, or if you make a villain go after another villain, you get no XP for that. <laughs> so, like, that's not happening anymore. So, I was like, Oof. so basically, you made a rule where I can't roleplay like I normally roleplay. And he's like, well, you know, do something different. We've been playing for 20-something years do something different and i'm like all right but we did actually get xp for for talking our way past the harpies because like you know it was just a bunch of like hitting on each other for like five minutes and then we moved on uh so we, we did get xp for that encounter and he was kind of perplexed at how it went but yeah <laughs> i was really enjoying this the mental image of like the rest of this band of like witcher style uh like monster hunters just sitting at the foot of the tree being like is he still up there and like looking up and owls just like sweet talking to harpies and then like them throwing oh, yeah. rocks at them you're like we gotta get going <laughs> just trying to hit him <laughs> out of the tree oh yeah we, we we are definitely like like hardened dudes too like i'm playing a character who um he's so he's part Doc Holiday, uh, part Van Helsing, and then he's um, he's a Shatter Kai, so he's like a Shadow Elf. So he's like basically take Corvus Corax, like we were talking earlier, you know, like that emo, white skin, dark haired individual. <laughs> and that that's my character, all like dressed up and like half dead. You making um, fun of me? <laughs> no. The character who is uh, missing this week is this giant like dragonborn barbarian who's going feral. Like so, when he rages. He becomes more draconic, like his scales grow out. He gets like bulkier and he becomes more feral. Um, the third player is um, based on a fallen angel. He, he based himself. He's a, a fallen Azamar who is a sorcerer paladin who's uh, like not broken his oath, but he's like an oath of vengeance. So his character is based on a mixture of Castiel and Crowley from Supernatural. So he's, like, disheveled and, like, smokes and drinks and, like, you know, hasn't shaved in weeks. And um, he's just moody. And then we have an owl who is 
you know, looks almost like uh, the talons from um, Batman who are, you know, assassins. And his whole thing is um, he's an urban ranger who, like, tracks people and, like, takes out targets. He's an ambush predator. So half the time he's, like, swoop in, kill a bunch of people and run away. And then, like, these chicks show up and he's all like, hey, I, I've been preening my feathers and how you doing? It's like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, we're, all, we're all just, like, disreputable people, you know. Because we all travel the world fighting monsters and no one likes us. So that's what we are. That's so rad. It sounds like a really fun party and a fun campaign. <laughs> yeah. It is so far. I mean, we're only like four or five games into it. We've literally just started. So we're, we're still feeling out our characters. But uh, Mike, so what about uh, your failing win of the week? Uh, so actually, I've been sitting here trying to think of uh, like a, a fail related to hobbying. Uh, I, I don't really have one for this past week. I think my, my major fail would be issues that have been popping up with, you know, the editing and creation and production of this podcast. Um, well, but counts. none of them are like none of them are like major or serious enough to really get into. It's just, you know, mundane crap but i do you know have a win and that is uh my death company captain's face i i tried some experimental stuff this this past time with with this model because I'm, I'm not i'm not very good at painting faces because i don't have that much experience doing it most of my models have helmets or something like that on them so i i i painted up this guy's face it wasn't looking so great when i first did the wash and the highlight and everything uh then i was looking at it the next day and it looks pretty damn good the way it all dried so i i gotta chalk that up to a win of just like kind of throwing throwing whatever I could at this face to see what would work and then it actually working out in the end. Uh, usually washes tend to get darker over time, but for some reason that's not the case this time. It just, he lightened back up and he looks great. I love it when the, uh, the, the, the paint gods stare down on you and just be like, I bequeath you. Uh, <laughs> I give yeah. you some leniency this yeah. week. <laughs> With that said... Uh, we're going to move on to our ongoing segment of product endorsements, not sponsored. And we're going to throw it over to Chris because he's our guest. We want to have him give us his product endorsement, not sponsored. Well, to not sponsor, but sponsor, but not sponsor a product. So as I said, I, I'm playing Imperial Guard and up until their announcement, I want to say like a week, a few weeks ago of the new heads for the, so you can have female, female guardsmen. Cause I'm really tired of looking at the same six mugs when I paint the guard. Um, I've been going to like a third party bit site, Victoria miniatures. I think I'm saying that right, but they just like, because they have such good clean models, they have such cool models. So I ended up, um, so like recently I wanted to get like a little more, uh, give a more like lively look to my guards. So I got them like, um, they had like backpacks for sale on the site. So they had like these different types of like canteens and just little like accessories and knickknacks and stuff to really just give a flavor that, you know, these aren't just the copy and paste of the same five guardsmen over and over again. But with it, I also got this really nifty drummer girl in like full dress uniform playing the drum. So I have her, it's, it, it, she looks so not uh fitting in with or that, not to say that, but she looks compared to like or everyone else is carrying like las guns and like sneer and like sneering, sneering, ready to fight the Xenos, and she's just happily like wailing away on her drums. So I have a um a company command unit that I want to try to like insert her in as like just like fluff, like oh you can 
she doesn't do anything but like there's the company colors and the you, you have the someone drumming your way into war just like because <laughs> the guard is um, the guard is just you know 18th century british military so been real happy with those miniatures because it really livens up and just makes the guard my uh, guard army feel more human and archaic which is kind of what i love about the guard out of all the astra militarum in the world yours was the most human <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah yeah, no, I've been really enjoying just their 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 fun little miniatures and how they uh they really just you know just a little little spice into the uh into the recipe that is the Imperial Guard. So that kind of brings up our like a topic that we kind of wanted to talk about a little bit is third party bits or you know kit bashing in that aspect. You know, for for Space Marines and for a couple other armies, and then like Cromlech made some good ones. I go to bitsofwar.com. They have a couple of different companies, I think. They do Cromlech and one other company, probably their own. But third-party bits definitely help liven up a lot of these models that, you know, you're you're making a lot of these troops, and each of the GW kits, it's all going to start to look very similar. Oh, yeah. So it's nice to touch stuff up with your own. And I think especially with, with my guard, because they are so human... Um, I like part of the reason I like painting Cadians is that they just look like, like the little green army troopers everyone played with when they were itty bitty. <laughs> um, I really like that, but I also don't like how they, when you have them all lined up with the, like just the straight DW stuff, they are just generic little army troopers. So I like giving them the little bits of like humanizing elements. So I've been trying to paint like, uh, I don't know, little things on the armor and stuff. And, but the, these bits I've been getting from Victoria's miniatures have been adding to it without me having to like try to paint like, I don't know, like a death's head on like freehand onto a guard's helmet. And then just like, like fat thumb smudging it. And then like sitting there going, that was half an hour's worth of work gone. So it's been, it's been helping me do that without raising my like stress levels so yeah i got the uh a couple chrome like upgrades for some of my guys um but especially uh their their whirlwind upgrade for the rhinos because mm. it's way cheaper than buying a new mm-hmm. whirlwind tank mm-hmm. so and with that we're going to conclude this week's episode thank you very much for listening you can find all of our links in any sort of descriptions below well thanks for having me on also yeah, I was about to say. And uh, thanks, Chris, for coming on. Thank you for showing up, being here. And it's always fun to have ch- a guest. Chatting with us. Yeah. Yay, guest. Oh, yay, jubilation. Yeah, I had, to put, I had to pause my game of Battlefield 1 for this. So, there's, <laughs> hmm, you're lucky. I don't know what to say. <laughs> he, Mike looks like he's about to murder me. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't look. No, that, that was more of a look like I just died a little inside. <laughs> same thing <laughs> well, the important thing is somebody is dying here today yes uh, as is the blood w- ritual we enacted when we first sat down one of us yes. must perish and i that is why i was brought on board so we have night, to make goodbye. sacrifice to the uh, podcast gods yes that's right. Praise the sanguinar <laughs> it's how we keep the the lubricated wheels running of the podcast machine I mean, how Media else are we going to get a sponsorship from Casper if we don't kill somebody? <laughs> yeah. I need a new mattress. That would help. Yeah. I need a new mattress, too. Are uh, we talking about Casper mattresses or the friendly ghost? Why I'm not talking about a bed, yeah. Oh, I always thought they were the same. <laughs> oh, they yeah. are. Where do you think, why do you think mattresses are white? Oh, They're made great. out of dead people. They're made of yeah. ghosts. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>